0: You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host Amanda Hill. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We don't have a guest. I know, right? So we normally bring on some super duper expert who's super awesome and we have this greatest topic and I always say it's exciting. But this week we are just going to have a talk, you and me, just us, But we are still doing a top five, and we're going to dig into the top five keys to curiosity. And the reason that we're doing this podcast today is because I'm in the middle of building a program. Actually, I'll be presenting it on the 20th of September. Hang on, I'm double checking the date because I think I'm wrong the 27th of September on, it's a Viva webinar at seven o'clock Eastern time. So if you like this episode and you wanna hear more about uh, curiosity, go ahead and tune in on the 27th of September at seven o'clock on Viva Learning. But let's dig into curiosity. So this all started because I gave a graduation speech a while back for Thomas Nelson Community College, shout out to all those graduates. Um, And I was trying to think of the top five traits that a hygienist should possess for a successful career, right? And as I thought and, you know, started coming up with different traits, um, of course, I wanted to stick with the top five because, you know, I like a top five. But what I really was digging into was every trait I came up with somehow kept going back to curiosity. So I contend that the one trait that any of us needs to have a successful career is curiosity. And it's probably not even in dental hygiene, it's probably in life. That if we sit and remain in a state of curiosity, that we'll, we're really gonna have a pretty good life. And so what I wanna do is break down five pathways that we within the dental hygiene or dental community really need to go down with curiosity. So first let's talk a little bit about curiosity and sort of what that means. and. And my good friend, Brene, right? We talk, I talk about Brene Brown all the time, like she and I are best friends. Um, I've never actually met her before. I was actually listening to uh, the ADHD podcast today uh, with Matt Crispine, and he was talking about one person living or dead, uh, who would you have dinner with? And I was thinking, mm, I think I would have dinner with Brene Brown. Oh my gosh, that would be such a fun dinner. Anyway, so Brene says this about curiosity. She says, choosing to be curious is choosing to be vulnerable because it requires us to surrender to uncertainty. It wasn't always a choice. We're born curious, right? When we're little babies, we're totally curious. We're born curious. But over time, we learn that curiosity, like vulnerability, can lead to hurt. As a result, we turn to self-protecting, choosing certainty over curiosity, armor over vulnerability, and knowing over learning. And so you think about that. It's super true, right? When we're little... You know, little toddlers are super curious, you know, they reach up and they touch the hot stove, right? And they learn that that hurts. Okay. Uh, But they're curious about, you know, looking at all the different, you know, little things on the floor and putting them in their mouth and all those things. But all that comes from wanting to know more about their environment and what's happening around them. And, And we do, we sort of lose that over time. I particularly think in hygiene school, we really lose that because we are really stuck on having to get it right all the time, right? And when you don't get it right, you get reprimanded. And, and when I was in hygiene school, we would get a non-mastery. So you'd get a mastery or a non-mastery. So you get a non-mastery when you were wrong. And so I really worked hard to try to get it right, as opposed to trying to learn how to be right. And so probably lost some of my curiosity in that. And so um, what I want to challenge you is to really lean into uh, being right, and or let go of being right, and really lean into getting it right. and And I know that sounds sort of like semantics, but there truly is a difference. Getting it right means you're willing to say, "I don't know," but I'm I'm gonna find out. And that's how we get curious, right? <laughs> So I contend that if you remain curious your entire career, your entire life, that you're going to find out that your life is better and you're going to really find out that you're more fulfilled and hopefully you don't burn out. So let's dig into our top five. So the top five pathways to curiosity. Number one thing that we have to stay curious about is our education, right? Yes, we went to hygiene school. But our education didn't end there. We're in this dynamic profession that is always changing and growing. And so we have to continue to stay engaged and keep learning and know what's sort of coming next. And so, you know, certainly we have our continuing education courses that we have to take. uh, And I can, you know, hang my head for a hot minute and say that when my babies, you know, were babies and they were little, and I probably totally phoned in a lot of my C.E., Um, I took some of those courses on like, you know, the Colgate website where you can actually like take the quiz before you even take the course and you pass the quiz. And so I could get 15 hours of continuing ed done in probably, I don't know, two hours. So I didn't learn anything then though. And I certainly wasn't growing in my career or excited. I'd also say as far as education goes, that we have to also take courses that maybe we don't even get CE credit for. So it depends on your state, Right. But some states you don't get CE credit for patient communication or you don't get CE credit for ergonomics. Well, heck, ergonomics is what's going to keep us working. And so make sure that you invest in in that part of your education uh, outside of just those regular CEs. I would also um, say that you should go to CEs for networking because that's super big. And, And it's a great thing. We've talked about that many times before. So, number two is we need to remain curious about our patients. The Journal of Internal Medicine says that it takes 11 seconds before a doctor interrupts a patient. Think about that 11 seconds before you're interrupted when you go to the doctor. Are we doing that to our patients? I don't know. Um, I, I really started to pay attention to that. So when I sit down to make sure that I'm present and really give them the time to say what they need to say, hopefully they're not going off on a big tangent about like, you know, their last trip and we never get around to their teeth, but really trying to keep them engaged and really taking that time to listen and get curious about my patient and about what their why is. And, and that way I'm not giving that same brush and floss lecture, nagging them, making them feel bad, but really trying to understand where where are their struggles? What are their goals? I mean, we all have different goals, right? One patient might be totally afraid to lose teeth because, you know, they remember as a little kid, they saw grandma's teeth on the bedside table and that freaks them out till, still to this day. Well, if you know that, if you know that why about that patient, then that's a great thing to be able to roll back to when you're talking about their, you know, their soda habit or the, you know, the really low pH they have in their mouth or whatever else is going on, but you can go back to their why, but you have to get curious first to find out that why. And so we really want to make sure that we're listening to patients and you know what, a patient could have a really, uh, you know, a bombed out mouth and they just want their teeth whitened. I know we get so frustrated about that. I know I get so frustrated about that, but start to dig into the why. Maybe their daughter's getting married in two weeks and they really are worried about that. And if they know that you care and they know that you take the time to be curious enough about who they are and you give them what they want, then maybe they'll stay to get what they need. So number three, we need to stay curious about our teammates, our whole team, including our doctor and, and all that. These are people that we spend more time with sometimes in our own families, depending on your work schedule, Right. And we need to figure out how to get along with these people. I really love the idea of, you know, disc personality profiles. I know we've talked about that, that you can take them free on the Dental Post app. And having, like, everybody take it in the team meeting, you know, and everybody comes back and sort of says, this is who I am and this is who I am. And so we can start to learn really how we best communicate But then it's also important to know not only how we best communicate, how we receive information and how my teammates receive information, but then how do we give information? And so I really think that it's super important to dig into some really effective ways of talking to people so that we're not coming at people with you statements and blaming and shaming and making people angry, but really coming at people with a much more proactive way of speaking. There's lots of different models out there. Um, I'm a really big fan. There's a model that we use that, um, our consultant at our clinical office has us use and, and we go through some certain steps where we start with facts and then we go to feelings. Um, and then at the very end we come to an agreement, but that way it's never, there's never you, you, you statements in there. And so it really helps our team get along and be able to listen better. So the third one is being curious about your profession. So, oh my goodness, how much, I mean, I think about as a hygienist for 25 years, how much our profession has changed in 25 years. And that wouldn't have happened if there weren't really dedicated hygienists who stayed curious and involved in advocacy and big into what we were actually doing within our profession and how we could push it forward. And I thank all of you that were out there advocating. I was not doing it. I was running around with a military family raising babies, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm here now. So- All I can do is, is move forward. But, you know, I, when I graduated from hygiene school, we didn't have local anesthesia. We didn't have lasers. I just saw that North Carolina just passed some laws and, you know, so states are getting on board. Um, but that is through people being curious about our profession and advocating for different things like dental therapy or different access to care issues or, Certainly these, uh, you know, the mobile dental uh, options that are out there now. And all of that happened because people stayed curious. They stayed curious about the profession. They stayed curious about how they could impact it in a way that really suited them. So the last one, number five, is staying curious about yourself. And I put this for last because I think it's the most important one, uh, that we need to understand who we are. And what our why is. So I talked about understanding our patients' whys and knowing, you know, kind of what they need so we can meet them. But, you know, do we ever take time to really think about what we need and what lights us up on fire? And the greatest thing about our profession right now is that it is just growing by leaps and bounds. We talked about dental therapy. We talked about mobile dental. We talked about, you know, there's myofunctional therapy. There's, there's so many things that we can do as hygienists And so we need to get curious about ourselves and figure out what it is that really is going to help us uh, light up on fire and really be excited. So really make sure that you take time to not fall into the, well, this is how we've always done it. These are the four walls of my op. You know, I scrape and polish teeth and this is what I do. But really to stay interested in who you are, because when you lose sight of that is when you really start to burn out and you lose your passion. And so there are lots of whys within our profession, within dental hygiene, within ourselves. There's amazing people doing just just the coolest stuff. You listen to all these different podcasts about these hygienists that do amazing things, um, either in the op, out of the op, in and out of the op, all these different ways. And so really take time to remain curious about who you are and what you want. Figure out what drives you. Take one of those dispersonality profiles, or Clifton Strengths, or Enneagram, or Human Design. I did my Human Design recently with Michelle Galloway of Life Leap Coaching. I absolutely adore her, by the way. Um, I know I've talked about her before on the podcast, but you know, I, it's those are cool things to remain curious about because it's a really great way to understand yourself. And I, I'm just amazed by the different hygienists that have um, really branched out and and done things that fulfill them. There's uh, twice as nice uniforms. They that was started by a dental hygienist. She makes these amazing uniforms that are temperature controlled. I love them. If you've never tried them, you should. Her scrub cap is amazing, especially in August heat. Um, or you think about those industry educators that are out there. Oh my gosh, Carol Jan from Waterpick, right? She does an amazing job of lecturing and educating. Um, and so, and she doesn't do that in the op. She does that out of the op. So that's another thing that fires her up. And I can just hear her now talking about the newest innovations from Waterpik, which, uh, are f- fantastic and certainly recommend them to my patients. Um, or other people that are, are doing amazing things in the op. I just wrote an article about, uh, Jackie Kapl- Kaplato, Caplato, Anyway, sorry, Jackie. Um, and she works with Veterans Smile Day and they set up these, this, free day for veterans to have their teeth taken care of. Anyway, I could go on and on about amazing hygienists. They're doing amazing things, but figure out what your why is and what is that thing that is going to make you tick and get you excited. So if you have found this remotely interesting, the five pathways to curiosity, um, go ahead and tune into that Viva webinar on September the 27th, um, sponsored by Young Innovations. I think it's going to be super cool. Uh, and, and I would love to have you there. So let's review our top five. So our top five keys to curiosity are education, patience, our teammates, profession, and ourselves. So make sure that you guys stay curious, uh, and meet me next week. I promise we will have a guest again. You won't have to listen to me the whole time. Um, and, If, uh, you know, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five or an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. Make it a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your Dental Top Five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda.